0: On this week's episode, Avatar debuts The Way of Water. Henry Cavill is out as Superman. And can we get high on life on Xbox? All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. This is Joe Glassberg from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all over shows, and if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Vampires, and Vitae. Wild Beyond Witchlight with the Wizards and Wine and also everything that we do at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. Of course, Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, where you will see a ton of tabletop RPGs right there in the archives. A lot of them by our awesome DM, Mitch, who actually does a lot of great games right there for you, right in the archives, right there at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Plus, if you can go ahead and catch pop culture cosmos on facebook you'll be checking out the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day right there at the pop culture cosmos and again if you can do all that it is truly appreciated but it wouldn't be a pcc multiverse without my good friend she's a fantastic person in the christmas spirit there you go she's one of santa's amazing elves you got to go ahead or are you one of mischievous I'll never admit to either. Are you on the the good list or the naughty list? <laughs> <I
1: know. laughs>
0: um. Uh, well, Robbie, your husband will say you're on every list that you want to be on. Yeah,
1: yeah yes, he is. He is a, a very diplomatic man. Sometimes, little from column A, little from column B, unfortunately, but
0: Fair hopefully, enough. mostly column A. But you got to catch what she's doing today at Vampires and Vitae on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe today to get the lo- latest notifications on when they go live on the air. Plus, Wild Beyond a Witchlight, part of the Wizards and Wine Emporium, also on YouTube as well. It is my good friend. It is. Melinda Barkhouse Ross and Melinda. A lot to talk about on today's program. The holiday season is kicking into high gear after a pretty weak, week. week As far as the movies are concerned, we're back in action once again. Yes, thank goodness. Yes, absolutely. Because the box office, after one of its worst weeks of the year, is now back with what is supposed to be one of the best weekends of the year with Avatar, The Way of Water. We'll go ahead and talk about that, of course, coming up in a bit. Some major news and a major reversal with DC. Henry Cavill is out. He's flying away as Superman. He is found as Kryptonite. And it is the new DC hierarchy of James Gunn and Peter Saffron. So what does he do now? Well, according to the latest news, he's got something else up his sleeve that he has been waiting to do for a long time. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Plus also as well, Xbox finally, after a while, debuts a Somewhat high-profile first-party game. A little late in the year, but they finally did it. It is high on life. We'll tell you why you might be chuckling at this game. Because of the fact that there's a lot of great relations to a hit TV series. We'll talk about that coming up here in a bit. Plus, also as well, the latest news on Amazon. Not only liking one video game adaptation project, but two video game adaptation projects we'll talk about that coming up here in a bit but yes so much to talk about on today's program where would you like to start first i have a feeling it's not avatar the way of water well and
1: because we don't want to start there perhaps that's where we ought to start what do you
0: think sounds good we'll start with that it is avatar the way of water it is releasing worldwide not only here in the states europe australia worldwide, South America, and of course in China. China is going to be a big key. The international numbers for this movie is going to be a big key. I am not expecting, and I'm going to put myself on the record right now, a $2.9 billion haul for this movie. I do not expect to have it do as much as the original Avatar did. But seeing how everything is laying out, seeing the responses, the highest growing movie within the past year you could probably say is one year ago with Spider-Man No Way Home at 1.8 billion I also mentioned that 1.2 billion is Top Gun Maverick I said by the end of its run it's going to fall into there in between that 1.2 and 1.8 some people say more some people say less
1: well, I mean, look at how many times Avatar went back into the theater and look at how many millions of dollars that movie continued to make all of these years later mm-hmm. so there's no question there is a thirst for this sequel, and um i've I think it's going to blow your hair back, Gerald. I really do
0: oh there's not a whole lot left of it, but okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do. And take your word for it.
1: Yeah. And everything that I'm seeing and and everything that I'm reading and not just from like big time critics, but uh, just from people that I know uh, who've managed to see the movie, uh, you know, I'm seeing nothing but glowing reviews. So all of that taken into consideration. Plus, as you said, the box office has been pretty slow recently. I think it's all because people were planning for this movie to come out. You don't want to have a successful week and then have Avatar come out and take everybody's money. So, you know, I can see, uh, you know, people purposely not planning on dropping a movie around this time. Yeah, I I really do. I I think it's going to be huge. And I think that you're going to be pretty, pretty surprised.
0: Well, it is averaging 69 on Metacritic, which is pretty solid for a movie of this size, the scope, this length because it is over three hours long i think that james cameron gets to do what james cameron wants to do yeah and that includes making a three hour plus movie whether we like it or not i think that you know for some this may be a little bit too long movie for some it may hit the sweet spot so we'll see i'm not exactly super overjoyed and thrilled to go back and seeing it i know my family does so i will be going and seeing it once some point in time down the road so you know that's something that I, I think a lot of people have to go ahead and take in context. That a lot of people are excited for this film. Again, I'm not sure about the domestic here in the United States as far as what kind of return it will get. I am convinced, though, that the money that it earns, a great deal of it, will be overseas. Overseas for this type of film, which is a visual film, which is a film that really will still, even today by today's standards, what we've seen from all the sci-fi and all the uh, effects that have been out there, that it still stands out as far as the visual effects are concerned. A lot of people overseas have a tendency to draw to those type of films. They did in numbers the first time around with Avatar. I have a feeling they're going to go ahead and support this movie huge for its entire run.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. And I feel like this is probably a movie where Uh, You know, maybe you go see it uh, with your bestie and then you decide to go see it with, you know, the the, you know, romantic partner in your life. And then you're like, you know what, office bestie, we need to do something outside of the office. Let's go see Avatar. Uh, So I I can see this being a movie uh, that people are going to end up seeing multiple times. I don't know why. I just feel like this is how it's going to shake out for this one.
0: I have a feeling it's going to be somewhat of the same thing. I I don't think it has all the goodwill like the first Avatar or like even Top Gun Maverick because Top Gun Maverick, a lot of people were excited for that film as it got closer, got closer to release. A lot of people are still excited for this film. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't have that same je ne sais quoi of the event that was Avatar and the, I guess the, I guess the reprisal of everything that was so good about what we saw this summer from Top Gun Maverick. But again, I think it actually will top Top Gun Maverick. I'm just not sure if it's ever going to get close or close enough to pass Spider-Man No Way Home. And if it does, it will go over $2 billion, which according to James Cameron, you know, the movie is so expensive. That's the only way it's going to actually make a profit. Although I find that a little bit hard to believe.
1: Sure. But I mean, they had to, the, the, and correct me if I'm wrong because this is going back into the old radio Rolodex that's still in my brain didn't they have to wait for filmmaking technology and special effects and stuff to get to a certain point before they were able to do the second movie with some of the stuff that James Cameron wanted to do didn't he have to like create or invent
0: things well he had that- to do the first time he had to do a lot of that the second yeah. time of course I think you're right as well Yeah. I mean what we're we're talking about What 2008 was Avatar. That's the case. Almost, almost what? Almost 14 years later. 2009 was Avatar. I'm sorry, 13 years later. You know, he's obviously uh, taken that long for certain reasons. So I think you're right. He's probably had to go ahead and wait until technology or something that, you know, he felt that that the industry was short on became developed enough, or if he got developed enough to where it met his satisfaction on making more avatar movies because he's already filmed avatar two and three back to back. But the future of the avatar series is definitely riding on the way of water this weekend.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think there are going to be just with that piece of information alone, like knowing that they had to wait for special effects technology to get to the point where they were able to make the film if that doesn't pique your interest enough to maybe want to go and buy tickets, it might not be something you go see the first weekend, but maybe, you know, it'll be nice during that weird week between Christmas and new years where nobody's really sure what to do. You're full of sweets and you're still full of Christmas dinner and leftovers. Might as well go to a a movie theater and sit in the dark for three hours with strangers. You know, uh, there, there could be something to be said for that. Also, that's a fantastic break from relatives. If you're stuck in the house, that's a three hour movie. Go ahead. Yes. Even if they come with you, they can't talk to you for three hours. So
0: this it's still true. a good break. This is true. Unless you have that individual right next to you that loves to talk during the movies. Oh, they're the worst. Oh, oh I know the scene. I know. I, I can tell. it's coming. I heard this in, in the previews. I heard this. I heard this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't like <laughs> that either.
1: What's Can happening? I watch
0: the movie, please?
1: <laughs> if you don't mind, sir.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I really think the movie will do well. I'm not going to tell you yeah. any differently than I'm just. I just know that the 2.8 or to close to 2.9 billion dollars, or even more than I have to check the the stats. Not it's under three billion dollars, but the under just under three billion dollars that Avatar the original made. I think that's safe. For now i even think that avengers endgame's 2.8 billion dollars is safe for now i just mm-hmm. think that maybe 2 billion is a possibility but i i have a feeling it's just going to fall somewhere just short that's just me that's just the vibe i'm getting sure sure
1: well i mean you know you you have been right from time to time but also gosh darn it i have been right from time to
0: time as well, well, so. but you got to remember as well because what was different then was that what happens after a release uh, in the theaters, it goes to DVD, home video, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, and then Here. it might end up well, like on, uh, well, I guess there wasn't really streaming, was there, at that no, point? No, there was no. no
0: streaming at that at that time. So yeah. that's another, that's one thing, that's one reason why I'm hesitant to say it's a lock for two billion, simply because of the fact that people will wait until it hits Disney+. Plus. That's just my, that's just what I'm thinking. Uh, what might happen so
1: yeah well you got to remember too like i said this time of year people might be looking for an excuse to get out of the house and a three-hour long movie just might be appealing enough you know
0: we'll see we'll see but once again it is avatar the way of water it is now out in theaters i know everyone is excited for the movie to have come out and it's ready to go ahead and be released upon the unsuspecting public that's out there as far as worldwide i think it's really going to do well how well remains to be seen but we'll definitely be charting it for you josh and i will do have a follow-up on the monday show on exactly how well avatar the way of water did in its first weekend but what are your thoughts on avatar the way of water are you excited for avatar the way of water do you want to go see avatar the way of water and what do you if you have, what are your impressions of Avatar the Way of Water? Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again? And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the Connor same Connor as, J- the as Terminator. Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear and ask you for money. Just give us the money. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Uh, Jock and Nerd. Well, my friend, there's still much more to talk about on today's show. And I know this is a subject that you... And Robbie Ross, your awesome husband, has been wanting to talk about here for a little bit. And that is the news this week that Peter Safran and James Gunn, the new heads of DC, actually essentially notified, they sat down with Henry Cavill and gave him the bad news that they're developing a Superman movie without him as Superman. They're, it's developing, I guess, in the younger Uh, Superman an earlier timeline of Superman I don't know how they're going to be able to structure it is it similar to the vein of the Batman like in a year two type deal which we saw with Robert Pattinson's maybe something like that is another origin story I hope to God not because I'm tired of seeing origin stories for Batman and Superman really had my fill of it I know the story I've seen it a hundred times so I do not want to see it again I'm just curious to see what they're going to do with that but after proclaiming just recently, after the first weekend of Black Adam, after he made an appearance at the very end in a post credit scene, that he was very excited to be back as Superman, not too much later, he had to go ahead and make the news again to everybody out there in public that, I guess, Superman just wasn't meant to be.
1: Yeah. And that's too bad. And everything that, uh, that I have seen about, you know, it being a, a younger, uh, Superman, they, they are, or at least I have read that, um, they're not interested in, in redoing an origin story. They're not going to go back to him leaving Krypton and, and all of that stuff. It'll be, um, you know, a, it'll be an older, younger Superman. Does that make sense? I guess you know, so. maybe post high school, but before he starts working at the day is it the Daily Bugle or the Gazette? I get them confused. It's
0: the Daily Bugle.
1: Yeah. So perhaps it's, you know, his early days at the Bugle. Who knows? Yeah, it was it was certainly disappointing. And I feel like you'd be hard pressed to find another actor right now, at least, who is top of mind, uh, to play Superman. I mean, that's a heck of a cape to put on, you know?
0: Absolutely. I do want to make a correction, though, uh, from what we were talking about earlier before the break. Mm. Avatar made just under 2.9 billion. Avengers Endgame just under 2.8 billion. Top Gun Maverick is at 1.48 billion. Ah. So I thought I said 1.2, 1.48. I still think it's going to slot somewhere between that and Spider Man No Way Home, which ended up at 1.9 billion. So I think it's still going to be in like the Mid to high 1 billion, so I guess Avatar, you know, they'll just have to deal with the billion dollars. Oh, dear gosh, (laughs) in my estimation. But getting back to Superman and Henry Cavill, I know Josh was really, really upset when I posted the news on Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. He was really, really upset and vented his frustrations online. He was very frustrated off air when we talked as far as you know, what's going on with it. I know Rob McCallum uh, thought it was a ruse, and actually Henry Cavill will be pop- popping back in as Superman. I don't think so. I don't think they would have made this public announcement if it was a ruse of any kind. I think it's something that they do want to go ahead and do. They want to try and clean up this DC universe. You've heard after last week, I know we talked about Wonder Woman and how gal gadot's time as wonder woman may be in peril as well i know patty jenkins may or may not still be directing the next wonder woman we're not sure about that or if there is going to be another wonder woman i know that they want batfleck ben affleck to direct a dc movie but they didn't say anything about being a batman in a movie so that kind of is weird as well so I have a feeling they're there to make a lot of wholesale changes, and I don't think it's going to include a lot of that or include a lot of the Justice League. We already know that uh, what we see as far as with Jason Momoa, he has also been talked about after Aquaman 2 is being gone as well or playing Lobo, a different character in the DC universe. So I don't know. I don't know, my friend. A lot of changes are being made. I can't say it's the wrong thing because ultimately you got to consider the DC universe, a mild disappointment overall, as far as, you know, the good and the bad, when you look at over, you know, as far as the actual success of the movies, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at it, when it comes to Henry Cavill and also Ezra Miller, he's probably also going to be out as the flash after flashpoint because of his Sterling or not so Sterling public record as far as all the stuff he's done within the past couple of years. So I have a feeling he's not long for that job either, but when it comes to Henry Cavill, as much as his, the writing before him, the writing for him and the, the, all the things that went down the, the mustache gate, uh, (laughs) when it comes to what he did for justice league. And then also as well, uh, you know, for man of steel and Superman, uh, BBS Batman versus Superman, Mm -hmm. those movies weren't good. It's true. And he's really never had a a great performance as Superman. I know Josh is higher on Man of Steel, way higher on Man of Steel than I am. Uh, Even if that's the case, I was still pretty excited to see Henry Cavill as Superman another time. He's never been given a chance. He's never been given a clear chance to go ahead and prove himself as a quality Superman. I just think all the stuff that's been written for him and done, has been really been bad i just think that he is actually capable of playing the role it's just that dc and warner brothers have never found a good script or movie to go ahead and put him in
1: yeah i i can agree with that too and but you know i i also feel like perhaps cavill was reading a little bit too much of like marcus aurelius and was trying to be a little bit too stoic and and falling into the stoicism uh, philosophies and, and stuff like that I feel like um, it was uh, what was it they used to accuse Keanu Reeves of being wooden or something as yes, an wooden. as an actor yeah so wow um, yeah. <laughs> but yes. really I I, I think um, that Cavill uh, perhaps just didn't have uh, as you said a, a fair shake at the role
0: of Superman I don't think they ever wrote him a good script
1: yeah and I think that it was a lot of I'm going to use the word platitude, but I don't know if that's quite the correct term for it. Um, it felt like, you know, James Gunn and and what he had to say about Cavill and what Henry had to say about the meeting. Um, it just seemed like it was nicety for the sake of public perception. And that's just from reading a million and four different press releases about, you know, all of this kind of stuff when it happens. Um, it just seemed like... They really wanted people to believe that all of this was being done on good terms, but I don't necessarily believe that that's a hundred percent being done on good terms. Um, so, but you know, I also hope that I'm very wrong. I hope that he we had do. A very
0: classy response. Henry Cowell did on, Absolutely. on social media. Very classy. He's
1: a classy guy. I mean, the, the reason why he walked away from the witcher, I can't think of a better reason to give up a role like the witcher you know, then being upset that they were breaking from, you know, the lore and they weren't telling the story uh the way that Henry believed it should be told. So he walked away from the project. At Plus least... he
0: thought he was going to do more Superman as well.
1: Right. Yeah. And th- that was my immediate thought this morning when I read or was it this morning or was it yesterday? I can't remember. Anyway, it when I was yesterday. reading the news. Yeah. When I was reading it, I was just like, wow, I guess he's got some free time coming up. And then I was immediately like. Well, I know he probably has some Warhammer minis to paint, Uh, so I guess he's got time to pursue those hobbies.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Warhammer, Uh which is a series we don't talk about enough. I know that Uh we brought on Robbie earlier this year to go ahead and relate the love of Warhammer and the Warhammer series to a larger audience. I think that's something that hopefully will take place in the not-too-distant future with Amazon, because Amazon... Has uh, I guess I guess the word is circling, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they've been circling a Warhammer forty thousand K series, and uh, who shall uh, be leading it? Of course, none other than the super fan for all things Warhammer forty K, Henry Cavill. Absolutely,
1: and if you haven't uh, watched Henry Cavill when he gets invited to the Warhammer uh, offices and he gets to go through it and he gets to see all of the the minis and and the you know terrain pieces and and all of that kind of stuff. What a wonderful example of somebody who is that into a hobby who finally gets to go and experience uh, something like that. Like you you get like kids who get to do it with Disney and they get to go and meet princesses and uh, they get to take in uh, Star Wars and all of that kind of stuff. But to do it as an adult through an adult lens um, was uh, was really cool. And it's always fun. I love seeing people who are passionate about stuff, getting the opportunity to really nerd out in the best way about it. And uh, that really is kind of what that video um, shows with Henry uh, going through the, the headquarters. It was just a really cool video. So look it up, please.
0: So what the best part about this is that there's an infinite world of possibilities when it comes to creating something within the universe of Warth- Warhammer 40 K. And we'll talk about Amazon really circling in on some more projects. We'll talk as far as video game adaptations here in a little bit. But with this one, it is something I think a lot... Of, it's not just a video game adaptation. It's a tabletop RPG adaptation. It's a whole network. Uh, but There's a whole bunch of books in the Warhammer 40K series. It's a whole experience. And it caters or it has catered to a niche, to a, a group, a selected group of individuals that really love this IP. For it to succeed as an entity on Amazon I'm so thankful that a super fan who is gonna he's probably going to be able to also give leeway and give give input on the show itself I'm so happy that a fan a super fan of the actual IP going into it is going to be leading the series in Henry Cavill
1: yeah a hundred percent and that I think has been the concern uh, that a lot of the Warhammer 40k fan base has had uh, for the last couple of years because It's been getting little bits of coverage here and there in, you know, more of the pop culture circles. So it's not Mm -hmm. uh, quite as uh, removed from a lot of discussions like it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a concern that the fan base had was, what are we going to do when somebody buys the rights to this stuff? Because you know that they're just going to ruin this thing that we have loved uh, for so long. I mean, decades at this point um and one of the people that everybody has kind of agreed that we would all trust is the man who has been dubbed now the king of nerds and that would be Henry Cavill um and you know he was i'm sure you've seen it it's the the clip where he's in the interview and he's talking about the Sherlock Holmes movie that he just finished and he's talking about how um or the reporter asks him what Uh, army he thinks Sherlock Holmes would play the pure joy and him you know rummaging around in his brain and and comparing armies and stuff like that it's wonderful please 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 watch it if you haven't um and uh hopefully it'll get you very excited for this project
0: a long time ago earlier this year Deadline reported that Amazon was also circling around another video game adaptation Mass Effect I've heard nothing since then which Mm -hmm. always concerns me But I was hoping that a Henry Cavill would lead that show, series, or movie as Shepard. That doesn't look like it's going to be the case now because he's already going to be tied into this one. And I have a feeling he won't be tied into any more video game or uh, fantasy-type IPs after this one. He's going to just say, okay, I was involved with The Witcher, I'm involved with Warhammer 40K, pretty good as far as video game adaptations or in this case with with the witcher it's not actually based off the video game, it's more based off the books but you yeah. get the idea that you know because you know the video game is actually the reason why that they made a series for the witcher because of how popular it was so i will say right now that i'm happy to see henry cavill doing something that he loves i think the fact after he left like you said under those circumstances of the witcher and the fact that he has uh gotten the shaft unfairly, I think, from DC, I think it leads me to believe that I think that there's a good future for Henry Cavill in Warhammer.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And you know what? With the amount of lore and stories that there are to tell inside the Warhammer 40K universe right now, let alone what's gonna come over the next few years, uh, there's enough material to keep Cavill busy for as long as amazon decides they want to do these shows it doesn't even have to be a single show and then there's a the question of is he going to act in them which primark is he going to play uh, a lot of people have money on sanguinius a lot of people are hoping for sanguinius um so i don't i don't know it's just it's an exciting project and uh my house is
0: all abuzz about it so that they are indeed <laughs> i even heard it before we went on the air <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> What are your thoughts out there on Henry Cavill getting the shaft as Superman and being kicked out and is no longer the, the guy, he's no longer the Man of Steel, but now he could be the man behind a Warhammer 40k series on Amazon. Please let us know your thoughts, PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. but we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that. And of course our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob toy show season two exclusively on Jinx Esports TV, Canada. Well, my friend, one half hour down, one half hour to go right here at the PC multiverse. Once again, it's Melinda Barkhouse, Ross and me, Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Speaking of video game adaptations, I want to hear your thoughts on this. God of war. And Death Stranding have both been announced recently as far as video game adaptations by Amazon. I really think it's smart because they saw Netflix sucking up all these video game adaptations and they said, you know what? We want to get our share as well. That's awesome. That really truly thank the stars that all these great adaptations. Again, I'm still haven't heard any confirmation on Mass Effect, still hoping on something there, but. You know, we've seen in the past year a lot of this stuff as far as adaptations for League of Legends, Uncharted, a whole bunch of other things, video games come to life. Video game adaptations are now Sonic the Hedgehog. Video game adaptations are really now becoming a way of doing business and a storytelling medium that's no longer a joke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll just I... forget about that halo series thing. I, I like to,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of that was truly unfortunate. Oof. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for a God of war adaptation. Uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be wonderful. Um, and it's always interesting because I can remember, uh, like playing through call of duty, which took me forever because I'm terrible at first person shooters, but with the story that the the video game was telling, I was like, "This would be such a great movie!" Like, why aren't the people who write these video game stories the people who are writing movies? It turns out that they are, and yes, that's what the they're Call doing. Movie,
0: yes, so, yes, yeah. Call, Call of Duty has also been another one that's going to be sucked up, and that's also getting an adaptation. So, yes, rest assured, Call of Duty is go- going to be part of something special on a streaming service, I'm assuming, near you or TV. Or if it's a movie, it'll be uh, brought out in that context. So, yeah, Call of Duty will be something I think that's brought out. But, yeah, I think with Death Stranding, I think that was uh, not too much of a surprise because Norman Reedus, who you know from The Walking Dead, plays the main character in Death Stranding. I'm hoping that the visual tone of Kojima is there. Kojima is so brilliant at the way he can go ahead and uh, manipulate things within the course of his game, as far as bringing you different images, things that you weren't expecting, you know, images that are are very beautiful to see. His gameplay and uh, some other things have not always been the greatest. Death Stranding, you know, has been criticized as being nothing but a overloaded delivery simulator, you know. (laughs) you're just walking around with just like box on your back a whole bunch of time, you know, just like, okay, here we go over the rocks here, over the rocks there. But it does have a compelling story attached to it. Kojima, you know, is really into Death Stranding and they just announced at the Game Awards that Death Stranding 2 is on the way. So I want to hear your thoughts on this because Death Stranding is something I think that it could be adaptation an adaptation of this could really do something special for Amazon. God of War, we already know that's going to be a killer on Amazon. That's just something that I think that you can't avoid. I think the story tells itself and, you know, just uh, a war against the gods. We've seen these type of movies before and they usually hit more than they miss. But when it comes to Death Stranding, this could be different, could be special, but could be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And really, that's kind of what we all go to the movies for, isn't it? just to be able to have a little bit of fun. So uh, I'm all for anything that, uh, you know, brings that to the box office and and gives people something to be very excited about. And, you know, honestly, just as long as all of these adaptations are true to the lore and true to the source material, um, I I can't see a lot of these hitting a, a bad mark. You know, it's once you start to stray too far away from the lore that's already been established over all of these video games being released that people start to have a problem with it. So,
0: I do uh, think that if you don't have Norman Reedus star in a Death Stranding movie, I think then you're doing yourself a disservice.
1: Yeah, it would it would make about as much sense as not having Henry Cavill involved in Warhammer 40k. Like it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just. It was so different. It was so Mm -hmm. weird. It was so uh, Kojima, I think is what it comes down to. I mean, you see those images. uh, I go back to the Metal Gear uh, games that he made, and it's funny, flying whales uh, coming across the screen in in one of the games I played of his. And He's got this, this grand imagery that I think that very few game directors actually have out there, and that's why he's considered one of the greatest of all time at what he does, and he's so legendary. So Seeing this adapted into a movie on Amazon, or maybe even a theatrical run, who knows how it's going to be laid out? If it really it looks like it's going to hit some numbers, they may just send it to the theaters first. Uh, you know, that's something I think that that has to be ironed out with some of these movies. Uh, do they stay? Like for instance, the Knives Out sequel that was only out in theaters for what two two weeks tops, and then now it's going to be out on Netflix. I think if Netflix had to do it over again, I would have at least released it in theaters for over four to six weeks and then put it out on Netflix. But that's just me. I think that uh, with a Death Stranding movie, we could see something truly different and truly special.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, it's it's another project that's worth keeping an eye on. Absolutely.
0: What about God of War to you? Kratos? Angry at the Gods? Yeah. That whole type of deal. The Motivation?
1: yeah who doesn't love a movie where you get to follow someone's journey as they rage against the gods You know that's that's like classic sitting around a campfire telling stories stuff uh so uh plus i mean the video games are i mean they were okay
0: yeah well we also (laughs) thought we all exactly yeah we also talked about the gears of war movie coming to netflix i mean yeah it, to me, this is something at the time I started this show back in 2016, something I was crying and uh, Josh and I were both crying out for is there's a lot of good stories within the video game medium that weren't being told. Mm-hmm. And when they were told, they, for the most part, they were pretty bad adaptations. They didn't seem like that the individuals involved really cared about the product or the game that they were actually trying to represent on screen. So I felt that there was a disconnect between the actual game IP and how it was translated onto the screen. So I'm thankful that all these years later, we're now seeing a barrage of great adaptations, or at least ones that on the surface should be good. Again, Halo was supposed to be good, but unfortunately did not meet the mark, but it sure sure did numbers for Paramount+. Plus. So, you know, who can argue with that ultimately? But when it comes to like Arcane from League of Legends and some other great video game adaptations that have come out, Uncharted even made $400 million, which I think is going to be enough to earn itself a sequel. We're not 100% sure on that yet, but even if that's the case, it wasn't a great movie either. But still, there are some good video game adaptations now being put center stage, which is going to get a lot of people interested in video game adaptations in the years to come yeah
1: couldn't agree more and i and again you know there's just so much to fall back on in terms of storylines and and uh you know where you could take you know you i mean call of duty once that starts to come as movies or even a, a television show i mean uh-huh. that's that is years of content to sift
0: through and i would story make that would a cool. movie personally would you yeah. make it a tv series i would make see the How they're deciding on which are a movie and which are a TV series is kind of interesting. I Call of Duty should be a movie. I don't know if it is, but I think Call of Duty should be a movie series, personally.
1: I agree with that. But then you also have, and I'm I'm forever going to come back to Marvel, because I think that when S.H.I.E.L.D. was on television and they released a Marvel movie, and then you watched S.H.I.E.L.D. that week and it was already referencing the movie that had just come out. Um, it's just it's such so smart. So I, if you're gonna do Call of Movie, call Call of Movie, Call of Duty as a movie series, fantastic. But you could also do like even like a mini series where you have five or six episodes that are gonna tie into the next movie. You know, I I just feel like crossing the digital platforms with a theatrical release gives you an opportunity to take advantage of both platforms. And then when the movie transitions to the platform, perhaps it's not going to take so much out of
0: the box office. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. I really think, though, that when it comes to these video game adaptations, again, you, you are going to see some hit. You're going to see some misses. You're going to of see course. things that probably will not make some of the fans of these IPs very happy. And then some of them, they will be happy. It's. I think it's going to be, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, that there's, more video game adaptations coming out i'm really happy about that the fact is yes there's going to be some good there's going to be some bad but at least they're coming out and it's not just the uh, smaller names like the cuphead show was a success on netflix as far as the little animated shorts that was really cool i really enjoyed that i think that when it comes down to it though i'm really happy to just see a plethora of video game adaptations you know hollywood has to reach for for stories you know it can't always find original stories you and i talk about all the time how we see rehashes and reboots and things of that nature as far as oh this is a successful 90s movie okay let's go ahead and just re-envision it in our own eyes here let's just go ahead and and redo it or this is a spiritual successor to that 80s hit movie that you once saw i think that finally they've run out enough ideas that they've looked that hollywood is now or the movie industry is now looking at these video game adaptations say you know what this is a great place to go ahead and tell some good stories.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And as long as, uh, you know, they don't alienate that video game fan base, um, then I, you know, even if it's a bad movie, at least, uh, you know, you're still going to make some money off of the video game folks who are going to go check it out.
0: Is there any one game that you've not heard yet that you would love to see produced into a TV or movie? I already think I know. which one you're going to say
1: well okay so i mean there's the predictable answer i would love to see a diablo series or or really i would have never guessed i know i know i know it's weird right um but i do think that there are uh, incredible stories to be told in the elden ring universe
0: yes i agree
1: yeah i i think that uh you know even if it's a computer animated um, you know, series or, or movies, uh, I think that the world that they built is stunning. And I think that uh, the lore is interesting enough uh, to keep people into it.
0: I've uh, actually played over 100 hours of Oblivion, Elder Scrolls mm. 4. Elder Scrolls 5, I, you always tell the story of how I was playing about 20 hours in and I got stuck. Yes. I just said, forget it. So I probably will play it again sometime, but I just, hopefully if the sale goes through, we'll get it free on Games Pass so I can go ahead and play it free whenever I want. But uh, with that's up for debate right now with the FTC and all that. So we'll see what happens there. But I think that The Elder Scrolls would be actually a good fantasy series to go ahead and dive into. I know that Fallout is another series that has mm-hmm. been greenlit for Amazon. So that's something, again, a lot of major IPs that are out there. Of course, I mentioned Mass Effect. I'd love to finally get a confirmation that yes, somebody is doing it. Yes, Amazon's doing it or somebody else is doing it, but uh, you know, we haven't seen anything as of yet. If Mass Effect, you know, the next Mass Effect that comes out is a hit, then I think it's just going to be a matter of, you know, if not when, you know, a matter of when, not if that, that there will be a series or a, movie adaptation of some type that's confirmed if not by then but i'd probably say if there's a video game adaptation that i would probably do of some major ip Hmm. did you say elder elden ring or elden scroll elder scrolls uh ring Okay, because I would do Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's that right. would be a I, great one too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I I misheard you, and I thought you said Elden Elder Scrolls, not Elden Ring. Because I was oh, gonna, if you said if you said Elder Scrolls, I was going to say Elden Ring. <laughs> but since you said Elden Ring, I'm going to say Elder Scrolls would be a another major series. Again, I, as I said before, Elder Scrolls I have played over 100 hours of. So yeah, I think that would be a great fantasy series. There's some good stuff there as far as the Elder Scrolls universe is, and I think that would also lend itself for an adaptation. But you're right with the with the way that Elden Ring has sold this year as one of the highest-grossing video games of this year. I have no doubt that Elden Ring will someday. I, would you do it as an animated or a live action?
1: Oh, see, that's
0: that's the tough
1: part right there, right? I, ugh, gosh, I would probably stay animated. I, I think I think I would. Another one, and this one is, uh, gosh, I can't remember if it was on the original PlayStation or if it was on the PS2. Uh, Legend of Dragoon. Do you remember that game at all? Does that I ring do. a bell?
0: That does ring a bell. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that that would be a really fun, like nostalgic kind of throwback. That I could see as a series. That would be easy to digest, bite-sized, you know, pieces of information in episodes. I, I think that would be great.
0: Another one that could get a reboot or something into it. it, it did come out as a reboot on the video game scene, but it was actually a misfire, but I love the story anyways, and that's 13. It actually came out as a Canadian really? TV series mm-hmm. uh, I think over a decade ago, but it was based off of uh, you don't remember your name, you come up with amnesia, you're on a beach and then, uh, you figure out that you know you may or may not have killed the president not assassinated him, so you got to figure out this mystery, and then all of a sudden these people are after you, and Yeah, that that's actually kind of a a good one as far as uh, back when it was the original was made, like in the mid two thousands. I mean, it it had a story that expanded beyond what a generic video game at that time was all about. So yeah, probably you know something like that, something something with a good hook. The good hook, you know. Gosh, yes,
1: yeah. Or it's even just a good action, which would be a packed Call of Duty movie, but just be full of action. So I'm, I'm all for it.
0: Come on, Melinda, go get him! Get a good uh, terrorist or whatever. On your six, yeah, on your six, on your six. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, could reloading? Be, yeah, reload. But well, that, that's Gears of War. That's, <laughs> oh, come on! But what are your thoughts out there on the video game adaptations coming to a screen or theater near you? We've talked about God of War, Gears of War, Death Stranding, Fallout. There's a ton still out there on the way, but is there any one video game adaptation you would like to see that hasn't been announced yet? Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, but well, my friend, it's been a great episode so far. But before we head on out, can I ask you something honestly, Melinda? Are you high on life? I try to be. Okay. Okay. Because the new video game from a system that you will never play, Xbox, <laughs> came out this past week in right. high on life, which, if you've checked out the videos, is a hilarious game that just came out, First Person Shooter. It is as crazy as you would think normally on the surface because it comes from the guys who make Rick and Morty. So it's so weird because they just finished their latest season and then just a few days later released this video game onto the world as far as onto the Xbox platform. It's now available on Games Pass. It looks like it's a lot of fun. I've watched quite a bit of it so far. It's got the snarky uh, uh, non-PC humor the adult humor that you know from the guys that created Rick and Morty, I mean, this has just been something really, really special, I think, as far as a high-end life is concerned, Good, solid reviews, getting somewhere right around a 70 to an 80, depending on where you go. Actually got an 8 from IGN, so I thought that was pretty cool, but your thoughts on high-end life for the Xbox?
1: I mean, I'll take some time out of my day and pop over to your place and bring some bevies and some popcorn, and we can play some video games, if you like, on your Xbox.
0: All right. Fair enough. That sounds good. <laughs> yes, I do have an Xbox Series S, so yes, that can happen. That can happen. Although I have to get off here personally playing first Atari 50, the anniversary collection, because I'm having such a blast with that game. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly enjoying my time with that and I highly recommend it to anyone out there. Atari 50, the anniversary collection. If you get a chance, play it. It's only 40 bucks, but it has a wealth of knowledge on the Atari background. It has almost like a docu-series mixed in with over 100 of its uh, most well-known titles. So that's really a special game. But yes, high on life is really, really something I think that's going to be cool. It's going to find its own niche. I think, again, it's from the guys who make. Rick and Morty and Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland, two guys that you all know from these shows. It, that's the only thing that bothers me with the game. It's just that, okay, it's very, because of the success of Rick and Morty, it's very hard for me to picture something other than Rick and Morty when I'm watching the game, because it's the same exact voices that they do right in High on Life.
1: Yeah, that that would make it a little difficult to separate, you know, I, I'm going to say the word reality, but I don't mean that because it's a cartoon, but yeah. you know, it, separating the real, real world from the video game world. We can you, yeah. we can put it that way. Uh, that, that would, <laughs> that could be a little bit tricky, but I would assume that, you know, the more game you play, the more comfortable you get with that uh, that duality happening.
0: I can't wait to see how well this is received by the Xbox audience, which have been starving for a Frontline, even double or triple a game first party for quite some time i know that a lot of people were upset that they didn't debut any new games at the game awards Uh, i know that that was a great uh, conversation i know that's a lot of uh, people upset out there i know a lot of xbox gamers are upset because the fact that not only did sony win all the awards outside of the big one for elden ring that there was nothing mentioned in regards to Xbox at all outside of one basic commercial on Games Pass. So yeah, I, I'm thinking that high in life could be something that could tide people over for a little while until Xbox next year gets some really good games in its portfolio that they delayed this year that they're bringing out next year.
1: I think, you know, for for Xbox fans, it's always tough when you go through those dry spells. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, uh, when there just doesn't seem to be anything new coming out. But this game, it's not going to be for everybody because not everybody likes that level of snark. You know, not everybody's into Rick and Morty. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, the humor of the game might convince a few people, but it, it's going to hold over a certain fan base of Xbox players. But I don't know that it's going to everybody over. They need to do something and they need to do something quick.
0: Absolutely. They need to bring out Redfall. And also Starfield ASAP, you know, that's probably not coming out till summer at the very earliest. So it's kind of disappointing there, but we'll see what happens. But Xbox needs to, with all the studios that they have, need to go ahead and bring out some more games, first-party games, because right now Sony is in the lead in regards to the number of quality first-party games they can produce or out there for you for its latest PlayStation 5. Xbox Series S and X doesn't have that same amount. And that's disappointing for Xbox fans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the the pendulum swings back and forth all the time. So I'm sure that there will be a Sony drought and Xbox will flourish for a little while. It just seems to be how it goes.
0: You're right on that. That does seem to be the case. And so we'll see how the pendulum keeps on swinging for both Xbox and PlayStation. But what are your thoughts out there on high on life? The latest first-person shooter that's actually a first-party game for Xbox now available on Games Pass. Please let us know your thoughts if you like this rendition from the guys known for Rick and Morty. Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com But before we head on out, my friend, I know that you got a lot of stuff going on with Vampires and Vitae and uh, also as well, Wild Beyond a Witchlight, Wizards and Wine and making your husband's life a living hell in uh, all the stuff that you do, the tabletop RPG games that you play on there. You know, obviously there's the games that you DM yourself. So tell us what's going on before we head on out.
1: Well, um, I am, uh, what's the word I want to use? Yeah, I'm not going to try to make a fancy word out of it. You know, when you have so much on your plate, I think Mm -hmm. it's called executive paralysis, where Mm -hmm. there's so much to do, you just decide to not do any of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where I've been for like the last three or four weeks. And unfortunately getting podcast episodes produced has taken the biggest hit from all of that because it's such a time consuming thing to do.
0: That it is.
1: Yeah. And I, and I know that, you know, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir here, but, uh, the good news is that Friday, December 16th, we are dropping two episodes. So that's four hours of vampires and Vitae content for you to check out. And then next Friday, which will make it very close to Christmas, the twenty third, you're going to get two more vampire and Vitae episodes. And then after that, we're going to go back to releasing just one a week and that should have us pretty much caught up with uh, the audio that we've had re- we've had recorded that I just haven't taken care of. We're very excited. We finally know exactly the date where Tyler is going to be available again on Sundays. The good news is that we're going to be back to the main season two campaign. And Sean, if you've been watching, who plays Kai, um, is joining us now for the main campaign. So we're going to work him into season two. Uh, so we're all very, very excited about that. I can't wait to uh, get back to uh, the main campaign and their characters. So it's it's very exciting. For Wizards & Wine, again, we're just on break until the new year. And that is another podcast that I fell behind a little bit on. So uh, I'm going to be busy taking care of that probably over the holiday. And uh, it'll be the same situation where I drop two episodes a week until we get caught up. So that's that's kind of where we're at. And I'm sorry that I fell off the the wagon that hard. You for know, getting stuff
0: the, done it's the holiday season and i don't blame you one bit yeah. a lot of stuff going on and i don't you know I, how can i you have robbie ross as your husband that enough <laughs> takes a lot of your time it does it really does yeah. i love him so much but
1: oh my god it really does yes see
0: yeah even i know these things i can see <laughs> i can see but i do say that it is looking really good for us here at the pop culture cosmos because in the next couple of weeks not only we'll we be sprinkling in the results from avatar the way of water we'll also be talking about as melinda would probably say oh man the best and the worst in pop culture for 2022 these are some of the best shows i look forward to each and every year at <laughs> the best and the worst i don't know which one i'm looking forward to the most but i'd say probably the worst maybe because the best you know you these are this is all good stuff it's all great but the worst you could just rip on them about yeah. how bad that they are so i'm looking forward to between you between josh and between myself as far as sharing our thoughts on the next couple of weeks over the course of time how the best and worst of pop culture for 2022 I also, as far as the beginning of the new year, we'll actually also debut another episode of the best and worst in pro wrestling for 2022. That's coming up with John Orlando. So look forward to that as well. But yes, the next couple of weeks, the best and the worst in pop culture for 2022. I should also mention that we are, we've done the character
1: creation for the one ring mm-hmm. and everybody's schedules blew up. But we do have plans to actually get into some gameplay with the one ring coming up uh, here in
0: the next couple of weeks, fingers crossed. So, um, I yeah, have it, the first episode already uh, looked after. So, yes, yeah, can't wait to add more.
1: And what did you think? How did how did we do?
0: I think it was a lot of fun. I think you yeah. enjoyed it. And I think it's something to really good to look forward to. I mean, with between me and this Blade Runner. Mm. tabletop rpg that just released this week which everyone out there has to go and get if they're a blade runner fan and the one ring if they're a lord of the rings fans yeah absolutely there's just a lot of good stuff right now that's tabletop rpg
1: and what i really appreciated about the one ring is that you didn't have to be like a super 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 lord of the rings fan in order to be able to sit down and play the game and, and understand uh you know some of the stuff happening in the game and and the characters and and all of that kind of stuff i yeah, obviously it's going to help you out, but chances are somebody at your table if you're playing the one ring is a super fan and they'll be able to guide you a little bit. But myself and one other player don't really know a whole lot. We had a, a super fan in Colin and Tyler kind of in the middle there somewhere and Robbie actually conceded his nerd crown to Colin because Colin knew a whole bunch of lore that Robbie was a bit shaky on. So the One Ring, a lot of people actually leaving Dungeons and Dragons and going with that gaming system. So that's something to think about
0: too. Absolutely. And again, like I said, the One Ring, Blade Runner RPG, a lot of good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Great gift ideas. If you want to go ahead and check it out, there's some other great stuff in the world of tabletop RPG that's not named Dungeons and Dragons. True. So for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here. PCC Multiverse. Thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network Podcast. Tangent Found Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com